Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hello, welcome to the Freedom Friday show. Hello, today's date is October 18th, 2019. Why do you sound like you're in an echo? Like in a, you sound like you're in a kitchen table and there's like a refrigerator in the background, there's wind outside and it's a nine foot ceiling and it's, it sounds very ambient. Probably because we are in an ambient environment right now. It sounds like you're like at a kitchen table or something. Yes, with the wind outside in the kitchen, and I mean the um, refrigerator in the kitchen. Can you hear this? Watch, watch. You say hear, but watch, watch. See how incongruent that is? Yeah. <laughs> okay, can, can you hear this? Yeah. Ah, that's coffee at my kitchen table. And I think it's coffee, and I hear a little cream in there. It's a little is cream. that true? It's a little cocoa butter. Uh, and the, the reason why it sounds the way it does is because while we're at our kitchen table and I'm just doing something, I'm recording this on a laptop and uh, uh, I had some equipment things going on and so I'm doing that and uh, it kind of is what it is and I'll clean it up the best I can. But hey, it's not going to prevent the content of being dynamite. That's right. Right? Dynamite. So the, uh, the first story of the day is I want to talk about the, uh, this was in the Wall Street Journal. Of course, you have to subscribe to them to get the full story, but I got enough of it. It's one of the sad things. This is a thing done by the Pew Research. Pew, P-E-W. Exactly. And they're talking about the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S, nuns. And these are people who, when they're questioned what religion they belong to, mm-hmm. they say none. What church they go to, they say none. What God do you serve? They say none. Well, I'm glad you spelled that word because I thought it was N-U-N. No, the Catholics do. <laughs> Catholic nuns do have a nun. Uh, but yeah, and it's sad because they do this research now and then. And this is a recent one, recent study. And over the years, the decline in America has been exponential. People are just not relating to uh, religion, anything, Christianity or any other religion at all here in the States. And so, I mean, our challenge here is really, and I don't know how to do this, but how do you reach those nuns? You know, how how do you... Well, it all depends, too, why they're not attracted to religion. You know what I mean? Because the way the churches are, because they want to attract people... They're not talking about the gospel of Christ. So the work of the Holy Spirit's not there drawing people to Christ. Christ is not being lifted up. Yeah. So my thinking is that you lift up Christ, either in the way you walk, in the way you talk, and you pray for people. You ask God to send people your way or, you know? Because, I mean, we know 
that there's, I mean, people have a lot, a lot of problems. And they've hit rock bottom in a lot of areas. And there's a lot of issues in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And they need a savior. Yeah, they're looking for answers. And they're looking for answers. So if that's not the case. It's not that life is so good here, that the economy is so great, the workforce is back to work. You know, people are off food stamps. They're no longer slamming heroin. That they don't need a savior. The opposite's true. But somehow, instead of going towards a savior or any type of religion, they're they're just saying none. They don't belong to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, sad state of affairs. But really, I think as Christians, and I'm asking this rhetorical because I don't know the answer. But how how do you reach someone who says I'm a nun? I don't affiliate with anything. And you're right, you would have to know more about that person, why they don't affiliate. Yeah, and is it an organization happened. or is it God himself that they're, yeah. that they're, you know, that they distance themselves from? Yeah, it all depends on the individual. The one thing we can do, though, is like you say, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit, the best of your ability. And if you don't know what that means, look at Galatians 5, and it'll show you the fruit of the spirit as opposed to fruit of the flesh. And you just love people. Yeah, you just, you know, you go down that checklist and go, well, am I hating, am I malicious, am I backbiting, am I warmongering, am I doing this? If I'm not doing that stuff, and I'm being nice to people and and kind, and even sometimes going out of my way and holding open the door or whatever, tipping tipping this poor food server who's working their tail off to support Mm -hmm. three kids and well, especially uh, if their their minds have been blinded by the the prince of this world, right? Yeah. And we know that light penetrates the darkness. So when we walk in light, in the spirit of God, that love can penetrate that darkness. Mm-hmm. So, and we never know by just being that, being salt and light, mm-hmm. that you can change a nun... To a sum. To a whosoever. To a whosoever. I like that. That's that's much better. So whosoever believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ shall have eternal life. Mm-hmm. They're not going to perish. And you may never see that fruit of that harvest. You may never see any of that. But you never know what you're doing out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to maintain, to live your Christianity out. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you have a scripture for that? Well, I was going to read scripture uh, the in 2 Timothy 4, where it says, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, rebuke, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But that is kind of like we're saying about because it says right there to exhort, to preach, tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, So rather than leave it to churches or religious organizations, it's something we need to do on a personal level Mm because we're the only Bible that some people will ever read. That's right. You know, um, they may not know you're even a Christian, but they'll know there's, there's something about you that's different. They'll be attracted to that. So that's really true. So anyway, the article says that 
Religiosity. Can you say religiosity? Religiosity. In the U.S. is in sharp decline, according to a study released by the Pew Research Center on Thursday. The ranks of people who don't adhere to any faith whatsoever is growing fast, while church attendance has fallen steeply. Um, there's, a, there's a problem there. There's a problem there. It really is. And all of them are... Um, on the decline, Protestant on the decline, Catholic on the decline, other Christian on the decline, uh, non-Christian faiths, a uh, little uptick, unaffiliated, no, unaffiliated is an uptick, and no, don't know. See, and that refuse. also goes with 2 Timothy 3, 1, where it says, but re realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power and avoid men such as these. Mm. And these are people within the church, but still... Well, yeah, just because they don't go to church now doesn't mean that they didn't mm -hmm. in the past. The study says that Christians make up 65% of the U.S. adult population, according to 2018-2019 study. That was down from 77% in 2009. At the same time, those who don't identify with any religion, often known as nuns, now make up more than a quarter of the population compared to 17% a decade ago. Only 45% of adults said they attended church at least once a month, and that's down 52% since 2009. Wow. It's only that's, 10 years ago. That's high. 50, 52%. Half the people have quit going to church in the last 10 years. A lot has happened the last 10 years. And since 2009, it's, it's bizarre. My like demarcation points 2012 that yeah. everything went weird after that. Right? It's it's really sad. Yeah, and you know, and that and that just means that our prayers for the lost have to be more fervent. Yeah, we have to be more cognizant of the nuns mm -hmm. out there. Uh, you know, because these are like the gray area people. They may not be absolutely in rebellion. No, but there's nothing to draw them to a religion, and so you're trying to get you're trying to. Um, share the gospel with them. It's about eternal life, and about a relationship. Um, and as you and I both realize, it's less and less about religion, and more and more about relationship. Yeah, exactly. Um, the data reflect a seismic social reordering that has seen the population shift away from Christianity and toward religious disaffiliation. They're not going anywhere. Some of the nuns are atheists or agnostics, while others consider themselves to be spiritual, but don't adhere to any particular religious tradition. I think that's probably very, very popular. You know, um, I, I, I considered myself that at one point, uh, to be spiritual, but not a Christian. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was raised Christian. I had a Christian degree, but... But you had grown sour with the actual religion. Yes, yeah. Of that. Yeah. So I consider myself spiritual. And what that meant is I, I incorporated Christianity with some shamanism, Indian shamanism, mm -hmm. 
Chinese medicine and, you know, things like that, philosophies. And I just kind of did a mixed match of a new age deal, but incorporating some Christian elements with it. But I, w I would tell people that, that I was spiritual. Yeah. Not, so I think you're going to get that a lot. There are a lot of people that do yoga. Um, they'll walk the labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> they'll transcendental meditation. A lot of people do meditation. And they'll consider themselves spiritual, but not necessarily Christian. Uh, it's interesting. Every age group, racial group, and region of the country... Every, not every age group, every racial group, every region of the country is less Christian than 10 years ago. How? That's scary. How? Everybody. Dear God. You can't say, well, it's just, just uh, the only ones that are keeping their Christianity up is the, uh, you know, the Mexicans or the Jews are still very, very, even every racial group is less Christian than a decade ago. Of course, hardcore Jews aren't Christian, they're, they're Jewish. Less than half of millennials, the youngest demographic group in the study, identify as Christian, less than half. 40% of them are unaffiliated. The oldest demographic group born between 1928 and 1945, that's me, I'm an old, I'm an old timer. I remember when Trump was just a little gleam in his baddies eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> born between 1928 and 1945, they're known as the silent generation. You know why? Because they can't talk anymore. They're 84% Christian and only 10% unaffiliated. Well, really, it just shows you the, the, the decline, decline in our in our society. And see, and what that does that, what does that breed? But darkness. Yes. And evil. All the more that we have to be light, Miss Capel. You have to be light. Get that light going. Click, 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 click. Click, 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 click. Protestants fell to forty-three percent of the population, down from fifty-one percent ten years ago. While Catholics fell three percent points to twenty percent. Mm. Other Christians, neither Catholic nor Protestant, make up the other two percent. Within the 26% of U.S. adults who are religiously unaffiliated, atheists grew. Atheism grew to 4% of the overall population from 2%, so it doubled. Agnostics grew to 5% from 3%. Mm -mm. Almost double. And those who identify as nothing in particular rose to 17% from 12. Non-Christian religions largely held steady. Mm like Buddhism, Hinduism stuff. Jews remain at 2% of the population and Muslims are at 1%. So uh, it looks like we're kind of losing uh, the war here, people. Uh, and it's, I should, maybe that's the wrong term. You know, it's not really a war, but you know, we have a great commission. We're commanded, preach the gospel. And it's just, a lot of it's just how you live your life and stuff too, so. Oh, Lord. I don't know. Yeah, Lord, help us all on that. Okay, next story, Ms. Capel. This, oh, is, this is, I sound like these good th stories. This is kooky. There's a California man who arrives at a police station. It's like 200 miles away from his scene of his crime. He has a body in his car. And then he tells the police that he killed four people. So that's like kooky beyond kooky. Mm -hmm. You have... Um, 
the scripture order. that I, I I use is twenty four Matthew twenty four twelve, which says, "And because lawlessness has increased, most people's love will grow cold." Yeah, I did something that fits here so well. A Northern California man has been arrested on suspicion of killing four people after he showed up to a police station with a body in his car. That's beyond kooky. Uh, Mount Shasta. The guy's name is Shankar Hangud, 53 years old. He walked into the lobby of the police department Monday afternoon. He told officers he had killed four people at his apartment in Roseville, which is 200 miles away. One of the possible victims was in his car. Roseville police went to the suspect's apartment, found three more. Of course, they did search warrants and all that scene. Uh, they said that they believed the four homicide victims were family members, uh, but they wouldn't say exactly how they died or what they were, um, if they were immediate family members or blah, blah, blah. But here's some, um, let's see if I can get here. It kind of stopped on me here. Oh, the detectives say the four killings happened over a period of several, several days. They didn't say how they were killed and it wasn't likely they were shot. That's, that's mm. unusual. Um, and I believe some were like small. They didn't, they didn't have any knowledge if there was any firearms. But I think there was a couple adults and a couple like small ones. Anyway, bizarre. They were murdered? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Um, bizarre. I mean, to have a body in your car uh, and then just drive to a police station 200 miles. I mean, you're driving with this dead body in yeah, your car. Yeah, that's nasty. For 200 miles, and then you turn yourself in. I mean, it's just... It's what I say is fuchi. Yeah, it's kind of beyond, beyond. Um, here's... Last night, I went to a, a Bible study. I wish Miss Capel would have been there. Not just teasing, she was there. So where was I? She was in her own Bible study. They were separating the men and women. Um, I don't know why, but we do. And so I was in a men's Bible study, and I was impressing them with my knowledge of the word, not just teasing. I was, I was in a men's Bible study, and um, after there was a gentleman in there, and he was Canadian. And um, after the Bible study, he was talking to some other men, and I was just kind of lurking around the uh, lobby like I usually do, just lurking. But I was listening to what he was saying. Look. And this guy was talking about the Canadian elections coming up. And he was talking about the problems that Canada has, uh, much like the problems we have now with um, liberal socialism and um, basically communism and, and um, you know conservatism. And he was saying, what's going to happen to Canada? I guess there's part of Canada that wants to secede, you know, away from the rest of the country. And he was really passionate about, I don't want to say politics, but about this kind of a thing. And uh, we know Canada really turned very liberal. The, um, the government turned very liberal. So it, it was amazing to hear him actually talk, a guy from Canada actually talking about the huge issues that they got there and uh, their upcoming elections, a huge, huge thing for them. Very interesting. So after I got done lurking, I did I did slunked away and grabbed Miss Kapow and we disappeared. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Do you have a scripture for that or are you still? Yes, I do. Okay. <clears throat> Isaiah 29, 16 says, 
Surely your turning things of upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. Oh, you know what? That's a good one, though. As the potter's clay, for shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not? Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, he had no understanding? But the one I was looking for is that the world is upside down, what you call up. Yeah, upside down. Okay. And I can't. I thought I had that one, but mm. I messed up. Well, so, I'll anyways, read the article. If you find it, then... Okay. The other one I wanted to read is that, um, in this case, um, God is not a God of confusion. Oh, yeah. But of peace. Yeah. So, I'm going to look for that one. Okay. Are you talking like you turn good into evil, evil into good, mm-hmm. that kind of... Yeah. Okay. So, that's what it is. So, here's Canada. This is... Um, Air Canada, the airport, I mean the uh, airplane uh, (laughs) conglomerate, Air Canada is to stop announcing, quote, ladies and gentlemen, in recognition of gender fluidity. This is just plain, this is just plain cowtown kooky right here. This is nuts. Employees aboard Air Canada flights will no longer greet guests by referring to them as ladies and gentlemen. They uh, also, they can't say, mesdames et messieurs, which has been typical protocol for years in an effort to be conscious of gender fluidity, they're no longer gonna do it. Gender fluidity, folks, a very small minority of confused people who need Jesus really, really bad to unravel those demonic lies in their head are being catered to uh, by this airline at the expense of everybody else who really are male or female because there's only two genders. So flight attendants and other staff will not use the language in boarding announcements And the company instead plans to replace the standard greetings with neutral words such as everybody or doubt le monde, doubt le monde, or however however we do that. I need Brother Marcos to to teach me the French on that. (laughs) Doubt le monde. Uh, We will be amending our onboard announcements to modernize them and remove specific references to gender. A media spokeshole said, uh, also noting that Air Canada was named one of the Canada's best diversity employers for 2019. Quote, we work hard to make sure all employees feel like valued members of the Air Canada family while ensuring our customers are comfortable and respected when they choose to travel with us. Wow, you talk about a politically correct airline. Exactly. Canada itself has taken steps to recognize and protect its citizens who don't identify as either male or female, or they identify as non-binary. Just non-binary. Don't put me in a hole. In the country, gender identity and expression are protected under criminal code. Wow. Wow. And crimes motivated by such characteristics could constitute hate crimes. It is also illegal in Canada to discriminate against someone based on their gender identity. 
So there you have it. And that was interesting talking to this guy last night or listening to him talk about how screwed up Canada is. Man, he was like, he was on yeah. fire too. He was just like really... Upset. Yeah, he was like the Joe Rogan of Bible studies, man. Yeah. It was incredible. Did you I ever did find that me? scripture, and I should have known this, but I'm... Well, you know, you're not perfect all the time. No, you're perfect maybe 98, 97%. <laughs> no, not really. Maybe 2%. Hmm. Um, okay, so it's um, Isaiah 520. It says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, and who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Boy, that's true, isn't that? Oh my goodness, Canada, 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 and America, boy, we're right on the heels there. You know, it's, it's nationwide, isn't it? I mean, it's universal. It is, it is. It's like ZZ Top said, it's nationwide. I was thinking of that. Oh, you're doing commercials, man. <laughs> I had Do we get paid for that? Do we get, no. are, we adore, are we sponsored by Nationwide? No. Okay. It's just Miss Capel. I got to take a short commercial break and we will be right back. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield. All right, we are back in the cave. I like this cave. Coffee's good. Coffee is excellent. I know. I think the man of the house made it. I did. I did. Now, I mean, to let the listeners know, I could have made it where it didn't sound so much like a cave. You could have. I could have put two mics to both our little voices and hooked it up correctly. Or a bed sheet over our heads. Bed sheet. I could have put a bed sheet. <laughs> I could have put a mattress. I could have took a mattress. Uh, but I didn't. No. Uh, is there one reason? Did the Lord tell me not to do it? Did the Holy Spirit not lead me in that direction? No. I'd say I was just lazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kind of lazy. I don't want to really do that. It's all right. It's all right. The difference, still, what difference does it make? They can still hear what you're saying. You've Look got at, a clanging cymbal. I'm not. There was, a great, there was a great, great philosopher of our time, American philosopher. And I'm going to quote this philosopher. Because she said, it was a female, it was a great philosopher. She says, what difference at this point does it make? Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know who I'm talking about, good for you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Next story. Lawlessness, Miss Kapow. Lawlessness. Do I have a scripture for that? Oh, I sure do. About, yeah. First John 3, 4 says... Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Oh, lawlessness is sin. Sin is lawlessness. 
the Bible says. Smooth is slow, slow is fast. Okay, that makes sense. It didn't. <laughs> a group of approximately 200 juveniles. That's a lot. That's a lot of lawless. Because, you know, we can't even fit 200 people in our theater. No, that's, yeah. It's, it's a, right under 200. It's a buck 99. They'll have to pay extra, extra taxes in Clark County, Nevada, if they have 200 or more. So, so they stop the at buck 99. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of idiots. They disrupt traffic, businesses in Northeast Philly. There's a picture of them here, and they're all out in the street. See, and I Just remember when animals. it was a year, a year ago or two years ago, like in 2017 or something, where we actually saw a story, a video, mm -hmm. of a gentleman that was saying that, you know, they live in this cul-de-sac, and the, um, the apartment dwelling where they lived had one of those security gates. Yep. But every morning or every afternoon, with oh, yes. kids, these that was, gangs of that was Vegas. children yeah. would come and just raise havoc and yeah. throw sticks and stones at at the residents there. Yeah, trying to drive out. And there was out. nothing that the um, the the establishment would do yeah. or the police officers. Because mm -hmm, they were juveniles. You know, and it got so bad that the residents were actually thinking of, well, we've got to protect our own then. Mm -hmm. If nobody's coming, then we have to protect ourselves. Yeah. And then they'll get in trouble. And it's terrible. It's Especially because they were adult men. These yeah. Juveniles, you know, but these kids were just yeah. awful. And, just, and now to hear this story again. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like these flash bombs, you know, that happen. Yeah, it's but just, they, they, now there's 200 kids. It's the mentality. You know? Mm-hmm. It goes so well with the other stories that we've been reading. I know. Just out and of control. that's the purpose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just shows you the sin and the lawlessness yeah. and, and you know, where we're at and what we, how much more you have to be salt and light. Yeah. You know, and then if you're raising kids, how much more you have to raise them not to do this yeah. or participate in You have a responsibility as a parent, man. That's a great responsibility. It is. We were talking to a, rest, uh, a restaurant. We were talking to a waitress uh, yesterday, Maria. Oh, yeah. And she was, she has a 10-year-old uh, son. She has an older daughter, 10-year-old son. Good boy. Cute She's as got, a bug. But, I mean, she has well-behaved children. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're children. Yes. But they're not evil by no. any chance. No. Right? I, I spent an evening with this kid, this 10-year-old boy. He's sweet. And he was really impressive. Really yeah. a sweet kid. Well, apparently... The school had called and uh, called her to, to come and pick him. He's in trouble because he had, at school, he had uh, Googled or searched uh, something, some porn site or something. He's 10 years old. So she said at home he was ha she was having problems with him. I guess he was sassing back. And, mm -hmm. and you know, the first thing we said, well, who's he hanging around with? And she goes, well, he does have this new friend. I don't like him. Mm -hmm. And there you have it. And there you have it. And uh, as she began to talk, we said, there it is. It's his influence. And it's this kid uh, that he goes to school with. In fact... Um, They're in the same class. In the same class. In fact, both of them got in trouble for this porn thing. But she says when the kid comes over her house, they go into his room and close the door and everything's secret and hush-hush. And, and it's just the way he, he treats his mom now and stuff. Uh, you know, my advice was... Well, you can't stop him from seeing the kid at school, but you certainly can stop your 10-year-old kid from going over that guy's house or that guy coming to your kid's house. That's right. And that's what I would do. 
Yeah. I put a stop to that uh, because that's a bad influence. And um, he's, you know, I, I understand that. When I was when I was a young kid, I was a I was a follower, not a leader. I'm not ashamed to say that. It's true. Mm, it is what it is. It is. I was a follower. If, if there was a bad kid in the crowd or something, that's I would follow that that guy. I wasn't a leader. I didn't lead people. Um, but I, I, I was a follower, and I was easily influenced, and I would do bad things. I was a good kid, but I do bad things because of you yeah, know, peer pressure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was a follower. I was a follow, follower, man. I was a follower. So then when I met Jesus, Jesus says, you follow me. You come and follow me. And I go, I, I, that's easy. I like, I'm a follower. Um, so this is Philly. Police say a group of approximately 200 juveniles caused a disruption in Northeast Philly Monday night. In total, look at how many arrests they made. Guess, after 200 out of control Philly, stopping traffic, stopping businesses, raising Nine. hell, four. Jeez. One for vandalism. And three for disorderly conduct. Uh, according to police, the juveniles left the Rolling Thunder skating rink. And then they went heading on Roosevelt Boulevard. Several businesses were closed down due to the crowds. Um, they were uh, stopping traffic. Uh, just flash mob. Crazy stuff. Police uh, didn't know how to handle it. Made four arrests. Uh, State of the uh, Union here. State of the Union. Okay, are we ready for the for the things the way the way things ought, ought to, to be. be? Yes. And once again, this was sent to me by Juan. Thank you, Juan. Mondero, who Thank seems Juan. to be able to find at very hard, hard, hard expense, a decent story. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have like any decent stories. I think I've found just a few. They're hard to find. Which is, you know, it's that that's unfortunate. It is. You know what I mean? It is. You know. It's too bad we don't have, you know, like, oh, we have so many we can't. Yeah. Like, oh, I know. You can't even find them. Uh, this one's kind of neat. This is from the Times of Israel. And it says, um, you want me to read the story and then you find your... I have scriptures. Oh, okay. Okay. The very first one is Numbers 14, 18. This says, the Lord is slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations. But my point here is that the Lord is slow to anger and he is abundant in loving kindness, forgiving iniquity and transgression. And then we go to Luke 6.36, and that says, Be merciful, just as your Father is mercy. And then in 1 Corinthians 13.8, it says that love never fails. Excellent. I like it. Well, it's the Times of Israel. And I discussed this with Juan, this article. We don't know if these Arabs were Muslim Hmm. or not. But they're Arabs. The gal is a 94-year-old Jewish woman. So that's what makes this story good. You you almost think that they may be Muslim. Mm Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. It says, Arab plumbers refuse to charge a client after learning she's a Holocaust survivor. Rosa Mier, 95, of Haifa, says, gesture by brothers was so moving and uplifting. And there's a picture of these two brothers and this this lady here. See? 
She's 95. Look at that. Well, yeah, they have nice faces, though. They do. They have sweet faces. You know what I mean? They yeah. don't look... Yeah, they don't. They don't look like they're mean. I don't think. I don't think you can just do that. You know, out of your heart. There's something in you. Mm-hmm. They're probably Arab Christians. Oh, truth were known. Praise the Lord. I, I. I'd like to think that. I bet you they were. Yeah, you look at their eyes. They're sweet men. Okay, two Arab Israeli plumbers in the northern city of Haifa. They waived a um, two hundred eighty-five dollar U.S. would be equivalent. Service fee after learning their client was a 95-year-old Holocaust survivor. Simon and Salim Matedi, who are brothers, were recently called to the home of Rosa to fix a major leak. Leak, 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 leak. They said when we got there, we saw there was a large blast of water and we started fixing it. At some stage while working, my brother Salim started to talk to Rosa about her life. And she told us she's 95, a Holocaust survivor, and that she has a daughter. Her life story touched my heart at that moment. I decided I will take a cent from her. After the work was completed, he removed his notepad to bill her and wrote, Holocaust survivor, may you have health until 120 years old. From Marturi Simon and Marturi Salim. Um, adding that the cost of the service was zero shekels. Rosa was brought to tears. The brothers really surprised me, she said. I was, it was so moving and uplifting and I thanked them a lot. Simon Marteri uh, said they did it from their hearts. He also left her a party gift. If she should need anything else, he said, they would happily come and fix it for free. So that is... That's a good story. It is. That's an awesome story. That's the way things ought to be, right? Yes. Amen. Amen and amen and a mundo. Mm -hmm. And I think that's about it, unless you have some parting gifts, some words of knowledge, words of. I wish advice. I did. I wish I did. Huh. Because <laughs> usually you're so talkative to me about all your your wisdom you're like Paul why can't you be like me just kidding I wish you wish you wish you wish alright ciao babies good night